Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Coming up on Braves Country, Kevin Kenny from Driving and Crying. He's written a song about baseball in the last couple hours. Pretty darn good. He'll play it for you. He actually plays a couple of songs that you'll know and love live in the studio. He also tells a crazy story about going to Taco Bell with legendary punk rocker Johnny Ramone. And he loved the Braves so much, he followed them from Milwaukee to Atlanta. That's all coming up on Braves Country. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. <laughs> Will myself now one, two, check, one, two. Check one two. Check one two. I love it. I'm, new, I'm writing a new song called Free Bird. Free Bird. Everybody wants to hear Free Bird. <laughs> you went out Free Bird. Every time Thank someone you, screams out Free Bird at me, I'm going to play this terrible bluegrass song called Free Bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love your show. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's groovy, you know, man. What a groovy show. It's something I really wanted to do for a long time because I love the Braves and I love music. So I'd, I'd worked country radio for, gosh, 20 years now, still do. And um, I was like, it, it always seemed funny to me that the guys that play ball want to be rock stars. Right. And the rock stars all want to play ball. Or right. it seems that way. I don't well, know if it really is. Driving and crying early on was very much into that. One of our rider items was fresh socks always because they're hard to get, fresh athletic socks, but also baseball cards. Okay. And we would stop, you know, driving on the road. We would stop. Like I remember we had a baseball game in Otumwa, Iowa. Right. And uh, just wherever we find, like, a minor league or uh, some some uh, little ballpark, we'd stop. And we always had our gloves and our bats. And right. we'd always go out there and play baseball. And, <laughs> I love it. Went to the uh, – our our guitar player, Buren, was really into um, – we we were good friends with one of the, the – the, uh, we went to the Negro League uh, Hall of Fame. The museum in, in Kansas City? Kansas City, yeah. I don't know remember, but we had like a, somebody was still alive and was, became friends with us. That's you know? super cool, man. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it was, you know, baseball. It, I think it was right. a Cool yes, Papa Bell, maybe, maybe, if I recall correctly. It was, That's it was awesome. Cool Papa Bell. And I know Buren went on to work for uh, the Louisville Slugger Company Buren, later Yeah, on. when Buren uh, uh, left the band, he was still working for Louisville Slugger, making baseball bats. Jeez. Yeah. What? It's... It seems like it's such an odd transition, but but it kind of is a is nice because of what you just said. Yeah, and our and our bass player Tim owned uh, a, a with our friend Tom owned a uh, Tim Nielsen uh, owned a uh, baseball card shop in Little Highland in Virginia Highlands called the uh, Highland <laughs> Highland 
collectibles. There was a baseball card That's shop cool. back when baseball cards were worth a lot. Yeah, right. And they're they're I mean, trying to make they it come worth back. a lot again. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. The second time. The first time or the second time. So, like but that. so do do you know the, is it David Barbie? Do you know Do you know him? Well, he David and Kevin just recorded a great new uh, oh, okay. Kevin Kinney record we over made, in Athens together. Yeah, we made a record together about 15 years ago. And then, or two, I can't remember, but then we made another one just recently. That's really we're, cool. We're, uh, we just finished it up. But th- it was funny because that was the conversation that we had with him because I'd never had the, the pleasure of meeting him, but to talk to him, he was such a fascinating guy. And he talked about coaching Little League and he talked about how all these other producers would come to town. And he na- and, and he talked about uh, uh, Steve Albini and Brendan O'Brien mm-hmm. and, and they would come and all play wiffle ball. Sure. It's, oh, yeah. The famous wiffle ball at Chase Park Transduction Alley wiffle ball. It's so cool. (laughs) Like of all the things in the world, and I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like it just, it just trying to wrap my head around the the guy that produced the Nirvana in Utero album out there playing wiffle ball. Just something about it don't line up, but it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yeah, David Barbie's got a wicked. He's got some wicked movement on that. That's what I hear. And you've been back there and taking a few swings up. Taking a few. do you ever get a hit off David Barbie? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it would be considered a foul. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, sacrifice. You know, sack, yeah. yeah. Next time we're over there, I'm going to give you the bunt sign. You can okay, just, give me the bunt you sign. Can your way, you yeah. can bunt your way on. Yeah, just square up <laughs> and yeah, lay it I, down. And we got to hustle down the line, though. Once yeah. you do that, I'd be out of breath. I don't, well, you I, know, it's just, you know, it's such an in, rock and roll and baseball is just such an ingrained part of, I think so. of, of, of us, especially if you grew up in the, in the 70s. Yeah. Like I did, you know. I mean, it was, you know, you know, it was a huge, you know, especially growing up in Milwaukee. Right. Where we had, we, um, we had the Braves. And then, and then you followed the Braves. And then you followed them here. (laughs) And then I followed them here. Yes. That's right. I moved here at 81 and I, yeah. And, uh, I was really happy. That was one of the first things I did was go see a Braves game. That's so cool. It's such a monumental thing in Milwaukee when, when the Braves left Milwaukee, I remember, I was in, going to Catholic school at the time, and I remember that almost the whole school year, there was a Milwaukee Braves hat stuck up in this tree. And mm-hmm. I remember just, like, always wanting to get that hat. It was stuck up in that tree, and I just... Yeah. It, may, it might still be there. I don't know. But, uh, That's so funny. It's such just, a random spot for a hat. It was kind of poetic, too, because yeah. it was just kind of like the Braves left town, yeah. and somebody threw their hat up there. Yeah. I don't know what... I always had different stories about it, you know. No, that's funny. That might be where you got your kind of current obsession with wearing Braves hats. I know you, you got one on now. It's a nice well, Hank Aaron. That's a 74. My, this is my 74 Braves hat, because in 75, Hank came back to Milwaukee, right. which was a huge thing, and they had a, they they written a song about him. I, I, I wish... I tried to find the program for it. I still have it somewhere, but it was like one of these Mad Magazine things where you know, "Welcome Back, Hank," but it was like sung to the tune of, I think it was like my Bonnie lies over there. She's like, "Welcome back, Hank." You know, so it was something really weird. Like, I love it though. Something terrible, yeah, right? But the whole crowd sang it, right? But everybody's like, heart's in the right place. Oh my God! It was Hank was, Milwaukee was so proud of him. And rightfully so. We had, I mean, I had ever, I had a Sports Illustrated uh, subscription, you know, which was a pretty big deal for a Irish fam, poor Irish family in Milwaukee, right. you know, to get that every a weekly. I think that was that weekly. Yeah, I think. Si, yeah, sure was. 
Does it, did I get that many of them? Maybe I guess m- maybe maybe is it, it bi- maybe is it monthly. monthly? Maybe monthly. I, I know it's monthly it now. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but um, but yeah, the anytime Hank was on there, it was a big deal. And uh, you know, I remember watching that that last pitch on the you know Grandpa's old TV. You know the on the on the, right. car, on the wheel cart. You know, right. you know, like, Shh, don't move. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? Grab the antenna. Grab the antenna. All right. That's and awesome. That was a huge deal. Huge oh. deal. Watching no, number forty four those number forty four. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, right. man. I, you right. know, and wasn't the pitcher forty four? Oh yeah, uh, Downing was the yeah. pitcher. Was he 44? Yeah, forty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the for the Dodgers. Yeah. A conspiracy right there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Big. So we could we could dive into this, man. We could just change the podcast all the way around. I'm do sure something. it's been done. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure it's been. Done. If it's not, it it should be, and, yeah. it, and it will at, at some point. But uh, we just want to welcome um, you listening to the Braves Country Podcast here on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. My name is Tug Coward, along with Scott Munn and special guest. Georgia Music Hall of Famer, inducted in 2015, grew up in Milwaukee, as you just heard him talking about, moved to Atlanta in the early 80s. Kevin Kenny's records, and he's done nine of them. He had 20 Driving and Crying albums. First full-length album was uh, Scar But Smarter, released in October of 86. And then 1991's classic Fly Me Courageous, certified gold, 2021, released Driving and Crying's live in Hollywood. Live in Hollywood. So think about that. It's because I grew up such a driving and crying fan, and and now to at least be acquainted with you is you know is a, it's it's super special for me. As I remember growing up in Dalton, Georgia, I went to Southeast Whitfield High School, and you guys played. It was probably my senior, junior, senior year. You guys played the uh, Northwest Georgia Trade Convention Center, and sure. and I wanted to steal. <laughs> there was a poster in our cafeteria. I wanted that poster so badly, but my my grandmother was a janitor there and or custodian, as you would call it, I guess. But she, uh, her, and my grandpa, they had retired, but they were custodians at the school, and and I couldn't bring myself to take the poster because my grandmother worked in the school like oh. you know so still to this day it was a it was just a cardboard you know kind of the uh-huh. the long cardboard and it was black and white and and it just said driving crying at the trade center and i was like man this is the coolest poster in the history of the world <laughs> and i wanted it so bad but i couldn't bring myself to get it and um and you so can't find it on ebay now nah, maybe maybe i need to go look i guess <laughs> maybe i didn't even thought about it but i it, know what you're getting for christmas this yeah, year Doug. no but it's so but but that's it's 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 stuff like that 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 is so cool for me because my wife and i we've been married 20 years now she moved to georgia from new york where she's from and I think probably Driving and Crime was the first like Southern rock music I ever played for. And now she's a huge fan, and she, but she didn't grow up listening to you guys, and now loves you guys. Wow! So it's so it's just kind of it's it's very you know it's very cool for me to to be able to to hang out with you and talk to you for a little while. Well, vice versa. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, that's so cool. So I think you should have stolen the poster though, Tug. I, I, I know. I could. The lesson here is steal the poster. You should have asked me. I would have given it. Yeah. To no. You. Right. Say, I, hey, yeah. man, can I have the poster? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Seriously, but uh, you got to remember, I'm you know a, yeah. a senior in high school, so I, all I know is you're a big rock star. There's no way I'm going to be able to talk to you. Oh, yeah. you know at that time, and yeah. um, that and was, you could have though. Yeah, no, right? Because you're such an awesome dude and so right. down to earth and so normal. And but most people, most people don't realize that that you know people who play music are usually just regular people. Yeah, you know they get that. Well, just like sports people are too. It's, Same way. It's great. It's like uh, you know John Rocker. Uh, he was at like I remember he was at our show when he was in high school. He was he was living in, with a family 
down in Macon mm-hmm. when he played baseball. And I remember, he, you know, he's like, "Yeah, I saw you guys play at the library when so I was in high school." So cool, man. And you know, people like that. It's like it's really fun when I when people like that share stuff like that. With of me. course, I remember when he yeah. came to a show that you did at uh, Smith's Old Bar with Edmund McCain. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was pretty amazing. He was kind of like on the side of the stage and everybody was kind of yeah. half watching the show and half watching John Rocker. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, do you remember that, about that? You know, it's, it's, it blows my mind how tall, like every time I meet somebody who's like over six, five or something or over six, two, I'm kind of like, are you a pitcher? Yeah, seriously. And they're kind of like, I actually, I matter, we are. matter of fact, it's like, you know, at a show, there's like always like yeah. four dudes together and they're all over six foot. I'm like, y'all are baseball players. You have like, to be right. I never knew why I what I needed to be taller. Right? Yeah. Well, look, so I'm blaming I, it on my height. Why I didn't make it into the into the minors? No, you're right. It, it's like for me, it's, you're talking about the minors. Like I, I tried out for my high school baseball team, and and you know, like just good enough to make the team, but they didn't let me get off the bench ever. Right. You know, like they were yeah. they weren't even sure they wanted me to go collect foul balls. Yeah. Like they're like, eh, we'll did you play? That. Did you play ball, Kevin? Uh, well, Scott, I was on the uh, uh, Mother of Good Counsel maroon team. <laughs> I heard they were great. We were great. I was the catcher. Okay. All right. Fantastic. So hence the few skips in my I got hit a couple times. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Got a couple bats thrown at me. Yeah, Halfway right. down the first base line, they throw their bat. Right. Yep. Now after a strikeout, uh, did you whip it down to third? Uh probably not. I probably was discouraged. <laughs> it was a Catholic team. It was probably like we probably were more like it's okay. That's all right, man. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, right. You know, You'll do better next time. Get them next time, kid. It'll be yeah. all right. Yeah. Go what, ahead. What was the other get team? Get ahead. Get yeah, ahead. Right. right, exactly. Oh, I'm so sorry you missed that, buddy. <laughs> well, what was the other team? <laughs> you if you're the maroon team, what was the other what was the other team? Well, we had a brown team. Okay. There was a there was a yellow te- a gold team was the team to be on. And I believe ah. I was I was on the gold team a couple years later. You, you got called up. I got called up. I love it. I got called up to the gold team. I never did. Yeah, it was a big deal. I ne- it was a big deal. You know, um, we would have ice cream sandwiches after the af- after the game, yeah. or we would go to Ma's candy shop and get candy raisins, which weren't raisins at all. They were just just chocolate balls. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. They're like uh, uh, you can still get them to this day. Candy raisins. Okay. All right. They're only made in Wisconsin. All right. And there's some sort of l- lavender ginger uh, uh, gumdrop. Okay. But it's the the process makes it so it's wrinkled on top so they call them candy raisins uh, i don't know awesome y'all can google it yeah and order yourself some for your <laughs> absolutely home. very very once in a once a once a year wisconsin kind of thing, though wisconsin's got some uh interesting i mean because you got cheese obviously right you got different uh, the yes. cheese flavors are you know uh, immense and then and then all the beer and then yeah, and then beer and then candy raisins i yep. mean that's and pastries. now we have candy raisins yes we had candy raisins i love it look it, the south has got the waffle house yeah and 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 fine barbecue but yes. it's tough to beat cheese and beer and it raisins really that aren't and, raisins and we have bob Uecker. then bob Uecker. you know what the who played for the braves who played for the braves and um, uh, best guest on Johnny Carson ever. Right. My father would let me stay up and watch Bob Euchre on Johnny Carson. That's so awesome. He was so great. He yeah. Never, nobody made Johnny laugh like Bob Euchre. Well, and I'm so blessed to have him uh, still broadcasting the Braves, yeah. uh, the, Brewers, uh, the, the Brewers, and, yeah. uh, when they're in Milwaukee. Yeah. He doesn't travel anymore. Yeah, understandably. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, we're just he's one of our. One of our heroes. I mean, he's like on. Look, I, I know it's tacky to talk about the, you know, the the Mount Rushmore of whatever it is you're talking about. Yeah, but your it, Skip carries and your Harry carries. He would belong on there. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's the best. I mean, because think about you know, him as a player, and he, he wasn't that great, but then he found his voice as a broadcaster. And then, you know, they they had him do Major League, the movie, right? And, yeah. And, and they had a script, but they said that he didn't even really go off the script all that much. He just kind of came up with it on his own because he's brilliant. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, just he, a bit outside. Yeah, that's exactly. Just ball four, ball eight. <laughs> yeah. How are guys laying off pitches this close? <laughs> and they're all, you know, they're not, they're, they're, they're the yeah, because p- catchers have a really great perspective on the game. I think catchers are always because they get to see everything unfolding, and they get this kind of, you know, they're kind of the quarterback of the baseball team. They kind of, I, well, I think so. At least they're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they're they, calling the plays and relaying the plays. At least that's exactly. Or right. maybe quarterbacks are the catchers of football. Oh, okay, wow. that's fair. Let's just yeah, look. Let's, I like let's it. think about wow. that. Absolutely, we are just, out of the box today. But seriously, <laughs> mind blown. We are, <laughs> but they there. do make good managers later. You yeah, know, uh, catchers usually last in the game. They'll they'll either become a coach or a manager. Yeah. And, and hey, I wanted to ask you, really you Kevin, be on top of it. Yeah, you gotta. You're running the I show. Mean, you to, well, you also had to be, you know, really prepared for, you know, wild pitches and just and, and that slide at the. And I got, got a guy coming at you, off a third, rounding third spikes up. I mean, did the maroon team? Uh, did you have some plays at the plate? I don't want to talk about it. it was, I'm scarred. You know, you've seen my teeth. It was, it was ugly. It was ugly. So that's how that happened. Okay, yeah. we breaking news here. Yeah, I don't on want to talk about country. Gary Hishmi anymore. That was that was. It's old news. He was a bully way back. I, yeah, don't, yeah. He was a bully before. Yeah. You weren't supposed to be a bully. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So uh, you got to a, uh, a Braves game recently, too. Did you go, Scott, as yeah, well? Yeah, well, at the, he went to the, uh, you went to Hank Aaron Bobblehead. Uh, the Hank Aaron Bobblehead game. I did not get the Milwaukee Brave Hank, though, but that's Which okay. one did you get? eBay. Indianapolis? Back to eBay. I got two of these. Okay. Oh, you two got the the, uh, the 70s Atlanta. I didn't get the clown or the Brave. Okay. But I could, yeah, you can go on eBay. I was, uh, I was actually on eBay like the minute I sat in my seat, and I was like, oh. There they there are. They are. So, wait, so you, can, you can even see somebody like in yeah. the stands holding theirs up. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it was like real time. Incredible. It's it was. Real, it was like, yeah, real time. Real time auction. So you, have, uh, you have doubles of the 70s is what you're saying. You have two. I have doubles of the 70s. So perhaps we could arrange some type of a trade. Well, if somebody would happen to have two of the Milwaukee ones, we could, might be able to do or that. Or some or, other item. We'll have to think about it. Okay. I know mm-hmm. I know that Scott is responsible for a lot of my Hank Aaron collection. He's given me an autographed Hank Aaron baseball. Really? Yeah, he's got some great stuff. Yeah. Dude, that's a kind man there. Well, you yeah. see what I do, Tug, is I, I, I gather them all in a special place, and then I just kind of dole them out, birthday after Christmas. Okay. Second birth- it's yeah. just, that's quite a gift, though. I mean, a Hank Aaron well, autograph is quite a gift. If anybody deserves one, it's Kevin Kenny. He is one of Hank Aaron's biggest fans. I, I mean, do. I have a collection of Hank Aaron bobbleheads, and uh, and his, I have his album. He's a double album, the Hank Aaron album. Uh, he with he does? highlights of his career. I had yeah. no idea. And uh, he also has... Um, Oh, I got you the the Hank Aaron notepad. Remember that? Yeah, it was Hank a seventies giveaway. That. Yeah, absolutely. Stadium and giveaway. I have, I have two copies of Hank Aaron's Hammer and Hank the book. If I had mm-hmm. a hammer. Yep. And one is autographed. Oh, that's cool, man. Oh, that's the Both best. First editions. Yeah, wow. I, oh. uh, I, yeah. I just, I'm with you, and and I say this all the time. As people listening to this probably gets tired of hearing me say it, but I'm such a Hank Aaron fan because my dad was such a Hank Aaron fan. Yeah, and my dad. He growing up in Dalton, Georgia. He's born in Cartersville and, and lived in Dalton, and that's where I was born. But he, I mean, he grew up literally. My mom and dad actually both grew up picking cotton when they were when they were kids. Uh, I mean, that's really really poor. Yeah. Um, 
up in up in northwest georgia because up there in dalton you know it, it that's what eventually turned into the carpet industry yeah. you know when and it started it, and there's a long story about all that too but they they literally did and my grandmother would make my dad shirts out of like burlap bags that they would put the cotton in really yeah and uh so i remember him telling me these stories and so he had never really got to go to a braves game ever he didn't even get to play as a kid but he loved baseball when he could see it he loved it and then he got married to my mom and her father uh was an army uh veteran in in world war ii and he loved baseball and but none of the other kids did so my dad had this bond with him and he would take him to see the braves when they moved to atlanta in 66 and that's how he first got to go to the Braves games because otherwise he, you know, had never been able to afford it. And then, and that was kind of the the turning point. And he was a huge Hank Aaron fan, and he got to go to the '72 All Star game by chance, and it was the highlight of his life. And I have been on eBay looking for old <laughs> tickets and old, uh, you know, press, you know, just anything that to do with it. And he was such a Hank Aaron fan. He would tell me these great stories about Hank Aaron and why he was such a great hitter and. And um, he also loved Roberto Clemente, and he would compare those two all the time. So for me, I thought Hank Aaron was the greatest player to ever play the game because I, I didn't know any different. Yeah. And so now I am that big of a Hank Aaron fan because my dad was. Yeah. You know, so I, I think Hank has touched so many people. It, it's it's incredible his story. He was a mythological figure in Milwaukee because, like I said, when they left. We had Hank Aaron and, you know, and, well, Tommy Aaron was also in the team. For mm-hmm. a but um, but it was, you know, and uh, Eddie Matthews was like, you know, he was my, my best friends. He was the godfather of my best friend. Oh, wow. And, you know, Phil Necro and, mm-hmm. and everybody just, you know, the whole, the whole mythological Milwaukee Braves. And, but, you know, when they came to Atlanta, they, they were in a different league. So we never got to see them. Mm-hmm. Like I think they might have. I don't even know if they had exhibition games. Some once in a while, once in a while, the Cubs would come to Milwaukee before we had the Brewers and do like an exhibition game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know if they ever did a when the Brewers started. I don't know if they ever had an interleague game. Ever. Yeah, probably not. I Maybe spring training or something. I saw them was uh, when was the All Star game in Milwaukee? Oh gosh, oh, I don't know. What year would that have been? Because that was a big thing. I remember Henry Kissinger threw out the ball. Oh, wow. And somebody threw off a firecracker and every, everything went crazy. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but I, I don't know if that was the first. I think Hank might have been a brewer by then. I'm okay. not sure. So 72 was, a, was Atlanta. So if, if he went to, you said 75. 70, what is it, 75 or 76? I can't remember when the All-Star game was there. But yeah, but somewhere that It was point. great to see. You know, We would go see the All-Star game, of course, to see people like Willie Mays mm-hmm. and, and you know Tom Seaver. And, uh, yeah, we saw Brooks Robinson and all those guys. Oh, my gosh, you know, yeah. We saw, we, we saw the... We saw the Cardinals. We, I mean, so we saw the Orioles and the Twins. You know, Hartman, Killebrew, and all mm-hmm. those guys. I was uh, co-president of the Pedro Garcia fan club. What? Uh, How Milwaukee. did you earn that privilege? I'm telling you, this guy's my, a baseball me fan. And my sister started the Pedro Garcia fan club. Okay. We had up to thirty-five <laughs> members. Very nice. And we all went out for pizza night once at the end of the season. I love Pedro that. Did not, or he never responded to us. Wow. But we did We did have, uh, I'm a Pedro Garcia fan, buttons that were like this big, <laughs> like I'm a Beatle fan. Right. And then um, and then uh, all of a sudden something happened and Pedro went away. So wow. That's, uh, we don't want to talk about no, it. No, I know. There's rumors. 
But um, I, we were big Pedro Garcia fans. Right, right up until the very end, we, to the bitter end. You know, we weren't, you know, sure, you had your Dave May fan club, sure. Right. Okay. Right. You know, big, you know, yeah. got it. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, you know, we were like, you know. We're going to put our underdogs. Own yeah, right. The, uh, the, he did. He had a pretty good couple good seasons. Yeah, I think he did. Right. Pedro Garcia. Don't know what happened to him. Right. But um, my favorite thing about going to see Milwaukee games was um, uh, Reggie Jack. We would sit out in the in the in the uh, bleachers and just taunt Reggie Jackson <laughs> <laughs> until he would come out like in the seventh inning with a hard hat on, right? Thinking that we were going to throw something. Like, hey, Reggie. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we're you stink. We're the, yeah, yeah. Come like, in, this is the 12, worst you'd say. Right, and you're Catholic too, so yeah. you don't want to go too far. Yeah, right. You stay far. Is, that's pretty, I mean, that's the line. Don't. Hey, you th- suck. Yeah, hey. oh, don't be a habitual uh, uh, line uh, stepper. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that's right. But uh, yeah, we. Uh, I, uh, I think my one of my favorite games in Milwaukee uh, was watching Vita Blue. Oh wow! Okay. When Vita Blue played, the, the, I mean, that was the A's. They were just yeah. I mean, you would. You were a Milwaukee fan, but you would go to see the A's. Right. They're yeah. Just, there was no stopping them. It was Catfish on there. Was yeah. Catfish on mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. He started with, with the them. A's. Yeah. Was, was Raleigh Fingers in there too? Yeah. Uh, I think. I think well, he Raleigh might have been with Milwaukee been. by then. But yeah, no, I, think he was. I don't think he was with them yet. No, he was still in the A's. Yeah, I think so. Him and Hank might have been on the same team, Milwaukee team. That's cool. Interesting so. that you uh, were a member of a kind of a. Uh, a wasn't he a relief pitcher, Pedro Garcia? Or no, he was like a second baseman. Okay. Yeah. And interesting that you were. God, in a, you can't be in well, fan club. Sorry Seriously. about that. You're, I mean, not you getting, know, you're not getting the big button. Pitcher. I was studying the Braves. You know, <laughs> yeah. but I was I was a member he of the Marvin. Been a pitcher in Puerto Rico or something though. So you okay. Might be correct. Right. He might have played. So yeah. shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting kicked out of your own fan club, I man. Kick myself out of my fan club. Take it easy. Well, over speaking there. of fan clubs, I just wanted to you know brag a little bit myself and say that I was a part of the Marvin Freeman fan club, and really? it was called the Marvin. It was Marvin's Freeman. Marvin Freeman. Freeman, I got it. And okay. uh, so we were all very supportive of Marvin Freeman. We and I still follow him on the social medias these days. And really? he's a he's a he's a coach these days. But uh, that, and that brings me back to something we were talking about before the show, which is Skip Carey. Yes. And I have to tell you a funny thing that Skip Carey said about that one time fan clubs. He was talking about how the fans kept uh, in, in his lay. In his, I think it was one of his last TV broadcasts, and he said. Uh, you know, he's talking about fans and their fan clubs, and he's like, you know, there was the Marvin Freeman fan club, and they were Marvin's Freeman, and there was uh, Brian McCann's fan club, and they were McCann's cans. So I wonder what Kelly Johnson's fan club would be called. <laughs> Skip Carey said that? Yeah. That's on awesome. the air, on TV. Wow. <laughs> and it, it was quiet for like, you know, three minutes. Yeah. I think they hit the mute button. <laughs> right. Dude, that's what made him priceless, though. Yeah, that's I what agree. made him so brilliant. Yeah. like you were talking about the, you know, the foul ball, and look, the kid from Griffin made yeah. the catch. You're like, how does he know that? <laughs> yeah, and then you know, it was not until you're grown, then you're like, he's just making it up, man. He's just calling it. Who cares? He didn't. He yeah. just picked a city. But you didn't know. You just thought, man, this dude it knows everything because right. he knew all the stats. I, when, when we were on tour with REM, REM decided to introduce us because Mike Mills is a huge. We got you guys got to get it, Mike Mills on this and Steve Wynn from the Dream Syndicate. Oh cool. Also oh, nice. him and Mike Mills have a band called the Baseball Project and they just do songs about baseball. Oh right. And they tour minor league parks and play in the parking lot or in on the thing on the field before That's the game so cool. of minor league baseball games. Their 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 organ player is the organ player and curator of at Harvard of uh of uh of music uh 
but he's also the organ player for the Boston Bra- for the Boston Braves, the Boston uh, Red Sox. Right. His name's Josh Cantor, and uh, so we, you gotta get Mike Mills on this uh, on on to Braves country. So, he so would love makes to sense. Do it. So it's so perfect. And Steve Wynn, yeah. How many songs are there about baseball? Because I mean, there's right off the top of my head. I know obviously center field, right? John right. Fogarty, and then talking baseball. What was the guy that did talking baseball? Whatever that was, Mickey and the Duke. Yeah, that, yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, there is. Um, Interesting, you should say that because there's a Bob Dylan uh, broadcast. He did this the Bob Dylan Radio Hour, mm-hmm. and he would do one topic per uh, uh, episode. Per episode, yeah. And then he would walk. Like it would be about guns or smoking or whatever. But he has one about baseball that is just priceless. And there's a lot. There's a lot of repeats. Like a lot of people repeat a right. lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, I'll have to look into that. The, yeah. the, the 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 list. But there's he's found he found quite a few. I'm sure. In the 30s and 40s and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure if you're, if, I mean, if that's the focus of the band is to sing songs about baseball, like you go back yeah. and go through the archives yeah. and, and start pulling songs. So Steve Wynn and Mike Mills' baseball project has, they've, and Scott McCoy also, uh, they added quite a few, uh, at least 24 new baseball songs. Okay. And their their press picture, Tug, you got to see it. They're, they're coming out of the corn. <laughs> Oh, it, like an yeah. Iowa? Oh, yeah. Are they yes. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It. And Chuck That's... Prophet as well has a great story about <laughs> Willie Mays at bat or something like that. Because he's a San Francisco fan. Yeah. Really great, really great. Yeah. We're going to cool. let you book the show, Kevin. I think I'm we're telling you, dude. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you. I'm just, you, yeah, you know, I'm just thinking about put, baseball songs. Yeah. I'm thinking about all these. Yeah, it comes rushing back to you. He has a, 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 quite a few baseball songs. Now, you brought your guitar along with you. Do you have any baseball songs or no? Well, you know, you asked me the, to, to do this one that I wrote called Baseball Cards and Bi- Bicycles. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could not find a recording of it. Okay. And I don't remember what it was. It was kind of like, like a, it was like a beatboxing. All right. It's, it's just about me and my mom driving around. Because uh, my mom my mom would uh, get on her bicycle. We had a little bike hikes that we called them. And she would, she would go like, it was about two miles from our house up to the Fonda Pharmacy. Uh, on Fond Lake Avenue, and they would get the series before our series, so we get like series six. Our 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 local drugstore only had series five or four. Right, right, right. We could go up there and get you know get get the real deal. Get this. We get one and yeah, and they were ten cents get a pack. The so yeah, you know. Uh, so I wrote a song about that. That's awesome. About my mom and me riding bicycles to right. go just to go get baseball cards. Like once a month, we'd be so like, cool. "Hey, mom, can we go up to Fond the pharmacy?" And it was. You know, my mom on a bicycle so, and me together. Right. That's brilliant. Like to outside of our district, like we yeah. cross over Appleton Uh-oh. Avenue. We're like, hello, easy, easy killer. <laughs> Watch out, mom. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what's going on over here. I feel like we're breaking some sort of rules. We are, and we better. Did you bring your passport? Because I don't right. know if we can get back over at Seventy Sixth Street. <laughs> They're not gonna let us back in. No, we're on Fond du Lac Avenue. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Luckily, the pharmacy was on Fond du Lac. So we didn't have to cross Fond du Lac. Oh my! Because that, jeez, that would have been no. that would have been crazy. No, it would have been dangerous even. Yeah, you know, Ke- Kevin, I, I remember you had a lyric in that in that song uh, about how doubles are for spokes. Uh, doubles are for spokes. Do you spokes. think that's a lost art? Uh, you, do you know? Do you know I don't what we're know, talking about? No, talk? I don't. You know, when 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 I was a kid, we used to put our doubles. Into the spokes oh, of our baseball car. So yes, car, I do into, know that into is into the yes. bicycle, right. right? To make it sound like a, a motorcycle, right? right. Yeah, yeah. You did that, Kevin. I guess. And to this day, can I remind you that I still have many Ken Harrelsons? <laughs> so your motorcycle's loud. <laughs> I think I had like 
50 Ken Harrelsons. I'm like, really? <laughs> Another even, one? Even like Series 7, I'm still getting Ken Harrelson. Seriously. This Crazy guy, with the Cleveland. This one can't be worth anything. There's and, so many of them. And I, tr- I, um, I had a really big collection of baseball cards, and in 1978... Or ni- 1979, uh, no, 1980, uh, Johnny Ramone, I met Johnny Ramone. And, oh, wow. And um, he was a baseball card collector up until he started working construction. So he didn't have 71, 72, 73, 74. He, wasn't, he was lacking a lot of those cards. <laughs> right. So I, he was like, hey, do you want to come to Chicago and see the band? And then trade went, baseball I cards? Went, I went to Chicago and, and, and went to their hotel and rode with them over to the venue and then rode back with them. And then we went through the lobby of the Holiday Inn, which was having a, a gay men's bowling convention. All right. With the Ramones. Uh-huh. And we went up to his room and he looked through my cards and then he gave me like $60 for. And they said, Well, what? I didn't have time to look at all these. So do you mind coming to the show tomorrow in, in Lake Geneva? I was like, Okay. <laughs> no so, problem. Yeah, seriously, so, Johnny Ramone, so I'm glad friends, to come with you. We became friends uh, through baseball cards, through collecting baseball cards. He is a, he had the world's one of the world's biggest baseball card collections. Wow. And he was he was a little mad at me cuz I had them wrapped up in in uh, rubber bands. Oh, yeah, because it puts the like, dents. Oh. It He's puts like, the bends in oh, there. Do that. Yeah. Well, I, I just wow. I yeah. mean, the Ramones, I mean, when you think of the I mean, that's like that's royal. That's music royalty. royalty. And you're Zeppelin, Ramones. Exactly. Yeah. You're, and you're trading Ken Harrelson cards. Yeah. And <laughs> when he's and when he's in Atlanta, he calls me every when I move to Atlanta. He calls. Let's. Uh, yeah. I'm at Holiday and uh, Yeah. We're in town. I uh, yeah, want to go look at uh, look for some cards. <laughs> look for some cards. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, go look for some cards and movie posters. <laughs> right. Movies are so cool I drive too. around like. In, in my girlfriend's Honda Civic up Jimmy Carter Boulevard, <laughs> you know, we go to Taco Bell. I'm sitting at Taco right. Bell with Johnny Ramone looking for uh, baseball cards. Did so. anybody realize that it was Johnny Ramone, like, when you are sitting in the Taco Bell parking lot? Yeah. I was he was say, pretty recognizable you, yeah. for people of our of our, of our our age. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I never got – I don't – I have a feeling I went to see a game with them one time in Atlanta. I don't remember. But I remember, I remember like, after the – Show we, he did they did in in Lake Geneva, which was a country music bar that had New Wave Night. I okay, that all right. And, Starting uh, to exp- expand the horizons. It I was got New it. Wave Night, yeah, and the Ramones were there. And then we went to the Red All Grocery Store, and Johnny got some cookies and some milk. And then I remember him going. We went to his hotel room, and he called his girlfriend to get the Yankees score because he, there was no yeah, real yeah. international. Yeah. Cable back then, or something like that. So oh my gosh, that's that's incredible. We'll take a quick break. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century Twenty One Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the Island area, and Atlanta's beach beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today nine one two six zero four zero eight nine six. That's nine one two six zero four zero eight nine six for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Oh, my gosh. That's that's incredible. I, I saw the Ramones one time. I only got to see them once, and it was... Um, it was like 1993, 94, somewhere. They opened up at, uh, or they, they, they were the, the headliner for 99X Big Day Out. And I thought it was the coolest thing that I'd ever seen because I, you know, I knew the Rones were growing up and I always listened to them. And then to be able to see them live, you know, I was just blown. I couldn't believe it. You should have brought you went. Yeah. You were, you were lucky to go. You yeah. Was, it was a good thing to do that. It's, they were, they, they toured a lot and then they were gone. Yeah. And yeah. now they're all dead. Yeah, I know, right? Incredible. It, it's it's. How nuts. is Keith Richards still alive? Amazing. Yeah, no, it is. Well, and it's then and actually, that's a good thing. We just lost way. Charlie. Charlie Watts, Watts today. <gasps> yeah. No way, Charlie sorry Watts to, died. Sorry yeah. to break the news. Yeah, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, just just the news just broke probably oh, less Don than an hour really ago. Charlie Watts and Tom T. Hall all in one week. That's yeah. right. Is that not crazy? Yeah. But I, Tug and I were talking before the show. Really, Charlie we, Watts is one of the greatest drummers ever. Oh yeah. We were talking before the show how when these, you know, as we get older, these are these folks are just going to continue to pass away, and it's just part of life, and how we have to look at these moments as, as times to celebrate their lives and, and, and yeah. the interaction we've had with them and their music. I mean, it's just a moment to celebrate, and we, yeah. we know that they're going on, you know? Yeah. Well, the good thing is that with the inter- the way the Internet is now, you know, you can your music is going to be there forever, you know? Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, back part in of the it. 80s, you know, I had a uh, record that were cut out. And when your record was cut out, it meant you, if someone's ever gonna find you, they had to go to some right. random record store or Goodwill and mm-hmm. maybe find your record. And then all of a sudden iTunes came and so yeah. you, can, you know, all that stuff is still gonna be there. You know, you you can get all Tom T. Hall's Which is incredible. And, but yeah, um, Charlie, I got to see Charlie Watts play a couple of times and he's really great. Um, yeah. Um, I wrote a song. You did. I wrote a song. I heard you do that sometimes. <laughs> Once in a while. Well, Scott said you should try to do your baseball cards and bicycles. So I was, I was, I couldn't, figure, I couldn't find it, and so then I thought I was walking the dogs this morning, and I came up with this song. It's fresh off the press. Hold up, you wrote it today. It's about two hours old. Okay, all right. Oh, that's impressive. I mean, I like, I don't, I don't have that ability, so I'm always blown away when people so do. This that's is amazing. a world premiere. Right <laughs> here. World that's premiere. Right. I feel like we need music for. <laughs> <laughs> World premiere. Add that later. Yeah, I will. Yeah, throw that in. Some sort of, uh, some sort of um, uh, prison door slamming. (laughs) That's exactly right. Fresh off the press. That's right. This is amazing. You're listening to Fresh Off the Press. That's right. I love that. I don't. I just wrote this down, and so uh, you know, it's up to my handwriting. I might mess it up a little bit, but um, you can always. uh, This is the first edition. Right. Well, you told me once, Kevin, if you ever mess up on stage, just do it twice and people think you meant to. So maybe you can just, you know, if you mess it up. Well, thanks for telling everybody that. (laughs) We'll edit that back out. No, we're not. Cat's out of the bag. Cut that that out. We're not giving away that secret. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's horrible. I I couldn't stand for it. Okay, well, I'm going to try to do this. All right, well, please. By all means. Should I do it? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Kinney on the Braves Country Podcast on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. First live guitar. Yes, that's right. And a new song. I mean, there's all kinds of Lead off hitter. It's a baseball song, by the way. All right. And a life song. I love both. And no good good song starts. It has to start with, I remember. 
All right. You know, so. Yeah, it's because it brings in the nostalgia. Sometimes. Yeah. Yes, sir, sometimes. <laughs> That's country there. You all know. I did not start like this, but then I changed it. I like the fact that you talk. did that. That's awesome. It's country. No, you know? I, but that's what I am. country tinge to it. Well, I'm oh, born and raised country. And, and then only... verse two is usually talking about. You want to start with a talking about right. on verse two. See, I'm learning all kinds of things I had no idea about. <laughs> I remember Grandpa Voss. With his transistor radio and your phone on the porch, Braves are down three to one. Stan the man hit a double and brought in another run. What a relief. We closed him out. A pop fly to the shortstop after a visit to the mound. In the bottom of the ninth, there's still hope. Got a man on base and a tie at the plate, little did they know. In the bottom of the ninth, here comes Hank. <laughs> Hammering one to the stratosphere, we're all tied up again in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, let's go! Sometimes life throws a curve down in the dirt it's wild I think I'm stealing third it's so close I see home plate just sacrifice the grounder and we can celebrate it's the bottom of the night never give up with the game still on and you're on base trying to get home in the bottom of the night we're on our feet With our rally caps and pennants The kids are on their seats All right, 3-2 pitch, bottom of the ninth, man on third One out It's a long ball to the fence It's caught, but he's taking third He's running home In the bottom of the ninth Always hope Another at bed and a go-ahead run Trying to get home in the bottom of the ninth There's always hope Some get running men on the street There is always hope in the bottom of the ninth the bottom of the ninth Oh, that was absolutely incredible. Wow. You wrote that two hours ago? Yes, I did. Fantastic. Do you like that one? That's, that's amazing. That's a hit, Kev. That's okay. a hit. Here, would you like this for your archives? I would. Okay. Yes, I would. That's for your archives. I, but are you, you, I mean, it's, I'll put my name on it. Yes, please. But, yeah. but, 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 I don't want some other folks here coming in and putting their name well, on it. Well, yeah, but the, but the other thing is, like, I mean, you, you, you can't just play that one time. I hope you have those lyrics somewhere else. You can't just... I do. I have them written in another book. Okay. All right. Okay. That's good. And that makes little, me feel I, better. Well, I, I, I was going to type them out. Yeah. But I don't Handwritten is always better. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> you know, it's funny because they're well, here, from, you guys can have the- I love the, uh, that. That's, that's, a great, that's a great song, Kevin. The bottom of the ninth. The, the bottom of the- Because just like in, in life, when life gets, throws you a curve and- but the, yeah, the, the but right. it's only a home team thing because you're there is no bottom of the ninth if you're ahead. That's right. Yeah. So it's a home team. You're only in the bottom of the ninth if you're at home and you're behind. And that's, that's right. when you get those rally caps standing up. Oh on my your seats. God! 
But the, it was so brilliant, the, the, just how descriptive you were. And, like, I, I could see what was happening as, as you were saying the words. And I was like, it's almost like listening to the game on the radio. You know, you're waiting for the next pitch. Yeah. And that's kind of what that felt like a little bit. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was so awesome, I man. I think we're going to hear that song on the radio a little bit more. <laughs> man, I certainly <laughs> hope so. We have to have recorded. But on that part where there's going to be the... Um, well, the three, two, and one. We have to get a Braves. Yeah, right. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe you know, we can. Maybe we can a, help you the figure two. that out. But it's you know, I add. I add. Sometimes I add things to to um to song to songs to remind me of things like, there's my grandpa Vaught sitting on on the front porch listening to the Braves. That's one of my only memories of him, and him just sitting there in his little earphone, and how how it's so descriptive. Those those announcers back then. It was just. You could close your eyes and you could just see everything that was happening. You know, you could see everybody movement. All you could mm. see the infields in, the infields out, so and so. You know, it's just very descriptive. And I also added Stan Musial in there because uh, my dad went to the same high school as him in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, grade school. With That's him. cool though. A little different. That's different. They're different uh, years, of course. It doesn't matter. But uh, you know, it was That's a big cool. deal. Stan Musial was. Oh my a big gosh! Deal. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is the, one of the greatest baseball players to ever. I live. think they were in the playoffs together, weren't they? In fifty, I think I had I have the program and the ticket from the Braves and the uh, the Braves and the Cardinals. I think they were up against each other at one okay. point. I know. For, what was it? Fifty-seven when they when the when the Milwaukee Braves won the won the World Series. Is that right? Scott, am I right? Yeah, yeah, that? with Hank Aaron. Yeah, it was. Um, so, is is that what you're talking about? Just right around then? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. because what's there's a book, uh, Welcome to Loserville, or something like that, that was written, and it's all about. Because I thought it was a World Series, but then I thought, wait, they're both National League teams. It couldn't have been. It was a. Yeah. Play, it was a champion national championship. Yeah. You know, one of the things about great songs, though, Tug, and and this is what amazes me about Kevin Kinney and Driving and Crying, and just all the songs that he's written. Um, when you hear that song, you think to yourself. That's already got to be a song. The it bottom does. of the ninth. Yeah. When you hear his songs, you you're always like, "That's a yeah. classic." Yeah. Right. I, who wrote that? That's, you know? that's what I'm saying. That's why I was so surprised. And 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 just the way you like, you, you've never played it, obviously, if you just wrote it. Yeah. So just for it to to come out the way that it did, and it sounded like almost like perfection. You know, it was almost perfect. Wow, I think we're fans, Kevin. Well, no, I mean, I, I don't. No, I just, I'm, I'm just five minutes when I came in, but it ain't fitting anymore. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, right. <laughs> it's getting bigger. Well, but I just, I'm just so impressed by talent because I don't really have any. So when I see it, well, you know, I don't but think it's true, that's true at all. But when I see people with great talent, I'm always so blown away by it, you know. And and typically for me, it's the two things I love: sports and, and music. And you and just I, combined them. And I always see them. I always see those that talent in both of those places, and I'm always so blown away by it. Well, you know, I encourage young songwriters, or like we have the, you know, Guitars for Vets or some of these other veterans yeah. and things like that. It's really very, I mean, the hardest part about songwriting is is overcoming the fact that somebody thinks that you don't know how to write a song. Everyone can write a song. Mm-hmm. Everybody has sung a little ditty on their way home from work, whether it was, you know, I, I used to encourage my kids, instead of getting mad at me, go write a song about how much they hate me. I don't care. Right, right. Get it out there. Yeah. But everybody's come up with a little ditty. The only, I think the only thing I have is when I think of it, I write it down or sing it into my phone. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody has come, everybody in this office has probably come up with a little song in their head. Probably. I usually think, sing. Well, I, that, that must not be me. Right. I usually sing but, to my our puppy. 
Like I'll, I'll there you go. I, like I, I just make up silly words and sing to him, That's and he doesn't know because he didn't know. You know, he, he didn't have that ability to reason, so he didn't know that I'm terrible and not making any sense. Well, I'm, I'm thinking we can get you a record deal. <laughs> Probably so. I took my dogs to the dog psychic last week. It was seventy five dollars. <laughs> okay. Well, and, let's, uh, let's talk about it. A lot about this. <laughs> let's and talk I'm about telling it. you. They'll tell they'll tell that psychic exactly about your songwriting. So, so uh, where where I'm is the dog psychic? There. It was in Buckhead. There's a dog psychic in Buckhead. Yes, I had no idea. Scott, did you know that? I was not aware, but uh, I do know that Kevin is quite a dog fan. Well, he's a Georgia Bulldog fan, of course. But he's he Kevin. Go over the names of the dogs. That you well, have. I have our newest. The young, I'll start from youngest to oldest. Okay. Youngest one is uh, Dee Dee Ramona. She's a bulldog. Mm-hmm. Bulldog Ramona. Mix. Didi Ramona, You're right? She's uh, um, uh, French and bulldog, super bulldog. She's right. A, then uh, the next one is uh, a Chihuahua Shih Tzu uh, Terrier. His name is Kugel McDougal. Okay, gotcha. And he's a Southie from Boston. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Attitude. Yeah, you can you tell. You can tell right away. As soon as she said his name. That's what she said. That's right, yeah. That's what she said. She said, he's trouble. I said, I know. She, she said, he needs to get a motorcycle and drive to Panama City. <laughs> That's right. I said, well... If that means yes, <laughs> right. then the next one is just kind of a goofy, dopey. He's um, is a, a Transylvania hound. Is they're all rescues. Um, I don't know what a Transylvania hound is. We didn't know either till the DNA came back. Okay, well good. Um, but it's, it looks like a Rottweiler. Okay, like a really Rottweiler Labby. Kind okay, of thing. his right. name is Groovy Cakes. Okay, right, it's Groovy Cakes. So yeah, and then he's easy the, going. I bet he's very easy going. He just wants to eat. Yeah, well, he's I like, can't imagine he's why. He's like Winnie the Pooh. Okay, all right. He's yeah, like Pooh. We call him Little Bear. Okay, all Little right. Bear. And, and the Chihuahua, his name is Fire Talker. <laughs> and, and you took him. You took Indian a, names. You I took all these names. dogs. Did you take all these dogs to the uh, to the dog side? No, we only took two. Okay, okay. which we took, two were we fortunate took, we enough to go? And then the big oldest is Gertie. A uh, Gertie. Okay, and she's like a. Um, She's a psychic. She's really Hold she's up. An old soul. She's kind of like a weird. Uh, right. Okay. She kind of knows a lot. So okay. You can tell by looking at her. Like you know, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised by that. The dogs seem wise. She's the only one too. Whenever I do a folk show or I do a little podcast, every I was doing this show every other Friday during the pandemic mm-hmm. called Free Parking, and she always would come upstairs and sit at my feet the whole show. Yeah, she, she was just into it. Sing. Yeah, and and yeah. I'm not sure my puppy enjoys my singing. I mean, I mean, he probably doesn't mind it, but he's like, ah, oh, I wish this guy would well, shut I'm sorry up. Sorry to hear that, Doug. Yeah, it's it's that's, a little disheartening little to be hurtful. honest with you. Yeah, it's it is. Kind of hurtful. Well, if you yeah. maybe you could sing bottom of the ninth to this dog and, and uh, try maybe try to things well, get better. Maybe you could take him to the dog psychic and tell the psychic to tell him that it hurts your feelings. That's a great idea. <laughs> I don't know if they can go both ways. Yeah, how much? Hey, right. no. Hey, yeah, hey, no. <laughs> How how does the uh, how does the dog psychic how much does it cost first? It was seventy five dollars so for that. the hour. Seventy okay. And what kind of things did you uncover there? Well, not too much on these ones because they're young. Okay, but we did take our. They don't old, have the life experience. Well, we took our old one there, our fifteen year old dog before she died. We okay. took her, her her there, and she. Had so cancer. you've been before. This is not the first. Well, time. Well, that's why we went because the first time we took we took we took our uh, her name was Beulah and we took her to the dog psychic and. She was telling us stuff that was incredible that she wouldn't know. Like, she says she likes to ride with the man in the truck. I okay. said, well, she, I have a truck of van. She goes, no, she likes to ride in the man with the truck and sit in the front and look out the window, and he gets mad at her, and she does it. And it was like Anna's father let her used to let her ride in his pickup truck, and and he was always yelling at her. Because he's afraid he's going to fall out the window or something. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so, like, the okay. And, 
And so we were like, well, that was really weird. That's remarkable. How would she know that? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but I guess every dog rides in a truck and people yell at them, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It so could anyway, be a general. St- we, yeah, we I can just, see that a little bit. We were wondering, you know, we were wondering why our our little chihuahua was, you know, part of a puppy mill with oh. like 20 dogs living in one room, all eating, each, attacking each other. And oh, so, no. so he has these night traumas. So we're trying to figure out, you know, we're trying to figure out what his night trauma's worth, and then she just said, well, he's just an asshole. Oh, well, see, that that answers <laughs> it. I said, well, that's not... Yeah, I don't know why you'd say that about my dog. I said, that cost me $75. I knew that before <laughs> I got out of the car. I could have told you that. You pay me $75. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dog, he just snores. That's it. That's a, yeah. that, He's a schnauzer. And uh, and he snores at night. That's the okay. th- the thing that we've run across so far. But uh, and and so I was never a fan of uh, let the dog sleep in the bed. But my wife has overruled that. Yeah. And and so now our dog Cash is yes. he sleeps in the bed yeah. with us. And I'm not uh, you know and 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 it's funny because he gets up and he paces and he does all and I'm just like Cash, can you just lay down? And then he finally does and then he snores and wakes me up again. There's right. no winning with cash. You can't win. Oh, you can't. It's terrible. Yeah, it's an awful predicament to be. Yeah, in. but uh, but I'm, I'm doing but, the best uh, you that know, I can. They're protecting you with their awesome animal energy. They are. I think. They are. So I kind of I've just embraced it because I have two in the bed at all times. Okay. Yeah, cash is very poor. He barks at everything, yeah. even even things that he shouldn't bark at. Now, Kevin Kenny, what about bark at the park day? Do you ever bring the oh. dogs out for that? To, you, you know, should. you can bring them to the baseball. You can bring them to Truist Park and see a game with them. Did you what? know? What? Yes. Yeah, no, it's crazy. To, it's well, called, I, I need to put that on my calendar. Yeah. I have my magnetic Braves um, thing that you Calendar, yeah, on the, the schedule. Back yeah. in my van. Uh, oh, nice. So people at stoplights can look and see when the Braves are playing. <laughs> <That's> so, <laughs> there's no, there's no worry about that. Knowing. And I've heard some compliments for people walking through the parking lots looking at Braves' schedule. But like, oh, yeah, here's the thing. schedule right here. But I did not see Dog Day on there. Wow, yeah, you're promoting the Braves right and left uh, see, on I, the road. That's what a fan does. Baseball's a very important part of America. It is. It's like a rock very and roll. important part of our culture. That is. Rock you know, and roll. And it's, it's one of the sports in general. It's just a sure. great way for all of us to get together. And, you know, going to see a movie or something's communal. It's just there's no nothing. Everybody's on the same page. We're all rooting for the same thing. So and, it's, and it's a wonderful thing. And the beauty of baseball is that it's it's such a social – because the game moves slower, you you can be talking and not really miss anything. Yeah. You know, and, and still look up at the scoreboard and know exactly what's going on. And, and that's yeah. the beauty of baseball. And anybody that wants to speed up baseball and the way the, – the pace of the game is wrong. Oh, don't get me started. Uh-oh. Oh, do for, get you started. Let's hear you know, it. I, well, I tell you what, I've, for every every election I've ever voted for president, I've never had this candidate, but no, no more get rid of uh, daylight savings, number right. one. Amen. Done Thank with you. Day, done with it. Yep. And number two, no designated hitter. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think we're going to we're gonna be able And now, it's be, we're beyond that. We're, we're It's just going to be a position now. Yeah, but I, I loved pitchers batting and right. taking the pitcher out in the bottom of the ninth. Mm-hmm. You got to take him out, but you could come. I mean, that's that was a that's a really that's a important deal. part of baseball. The, the strategy. Something with a guy on. Yeah, like the a whole little league guy on second. I'm yeah, like, I don't know why don't you just play stratomatic baseball then. Yeah, right. <laughs> have like players like run instead of having pieces just. Take real baseball players and make them stand on the base. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. or a home run like, derby oh, to like wait, they do in soccer. On. You know, hold on, Scott Munn's rolling a. Oh, he's rolled a seven. <laughs> he's rolled a seven. Hold on. Yeah, he's. Right. I see Dave Justice running to third, but wait, let's. Well, Tug's gonna throw. Oh, Tug got a two. two. Damn it. <laughs> oh, David, turn around, Dave. It's terrible news. 
This is the worst game ever. I'm hoping that runner on second and extra innings thing goes, goes away. away. Me too. Don't, don't you? I it's think it's got to go away. I just don't it's know the what the rush is. Is you know what's the rush? Right. Exactly. What's well, it's, it's, that's it's, your next hit right there? That's another. What's song. the rush? Okay, Write that down. <laughs> Goodness gracious! But you're right. It, 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 it. What is the rush? Like that's the beauty of going to a baseball game is for three hours. You're not in a rush. You're not. We're not living in a 140 character world like on Twitter or. Right. The the world can kind of just go away for a while, and you're and you're with yep. people that you like and enjoy their company, and you're seeing the team that you like, or at least the game that you love. Turn off your phone immediately. Eat some peanuts, watch the game, have a conversation, listen yeah. to what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did used to like. I do remember. I did used to like to bring uh, transistor radio sometimes to Brewer games, so you could kind of hear a little bit more about who the batters. Yeah, were. I thought that was kind of. That was about as technical as I ever. No, but get, I, a know. lot of people do that. I think that's it. Yeah, and then yeah. plus you get to hear Euchre, right? Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, I got the uh, the the tuned in radio app just so I could listen to Brewer games. Yeah. To hear Bob Euchre's, uh, it's he's such a you know. That's incredible. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, uh, just letting yourself go. I mean, I I actually stopped bringing my kids to the park. <laughs> I used to love to bring them, but it was just like dipping. What's the invented that dipping dot? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, it's ten yes. bucks a pop. Yeah. Ten bucks a pop, and it's twice a game. That's I right. mean, you're in there. <laughs> you're, they got you. It's a very you stuck. You're on the eighth inning. You know, one man on, one man out. <laughs> uh, they're going crazy. Can, Dad, can we do the dipping dots again? Another round of yeah, dipping dots. Get me another helmet. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Get the little yeah, yeah, right. Helmet. And then you have a stack of them at home because you yeah. take them with you because you don't have the heart to throw them away. That old Braves stadium, I always sat at the top, very tippity top of Turner Field and on the on the third base side because I, I had the row right next to that park where they could run, and that was so great for them. Yeah, the, the Sky deck. Field base. The Sky Field. They it was so cool. That. Yeah. And, uh, and they could go play or whatever. You know, that was... Uh, but I just really love to just sit there. Yeah, me too. Just sit there and think, and yeah, just, you know, it's a great place to just wonder about stuff. And yeah, and and the people just wonder, and people watch too, right? And wonder yeah. about the people around you, like where you know what what do they got going on? How do they get three hours off today? Yeah, like right, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, I'm skipping work. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> but that's why it's called America's favorite pastime. It's not America's favorite, you know, rush through the game. It doesn't right. have a clock like basketball or football. It's it's yeah. about being timeless in every sense of the word, and it's uh, really important, I think, to take those breaks. Don't you, Kevin? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Stop and smell the roses. Stop and watch the pitches. Yeah. How do you keep up with the Braves these days? Are you still listening? Are you still listening to the Braves on radio on the I road a lot? To the Braves on the radio. Um, I, I try to watch them on TV, but I, I don't, I don't. They're Can't not always them. on anymore. I mean, right. I really love that era of TBS and WGN when you could always watch the Cubs or the Braves. You know, like in our region mm-hmm. where they were really big in South Carolina and Alabama and stuff because it was broadcast uh, on UHF. Yeah. I missed that. Uh, Me I missed too. That communal but i think we're keeping that alive thing. with the braves radio network is this, i think you know? so I well, we're trying do you, do you remember kevin when we thought we had it made in about 1999 or so we found this <laughs> card that told us all the stations in the southeast so we yes did, remember that yes and we would be in scott scott was my road manager and we would travel around and okay we're getting close to columbia we're losing the <laughs> signal right, out of augusta right. okay uh, you know it's so funny because Does that still exists yes yeah. 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 So John Napolitano, who's getting actually getting ready to, re- to retire here at Dickey Broadcasting Company, but that's his gig is the 
the guy that sets up all the network for all the stations to carry the games. Yeah. And so you can ask him any city, like who's right. on and, you know, what station can we listen to the Braves on in Chattanooga? And he would tell you. Or in, in Nashville or in Alabama or Mississippi or North Florida. He knows them all. Right. So it's it's cool that you that Is you said that. It's mostly a southern, I mean, a southern thing for the Braves, of course. Yeah, Tennessee, southeast, yeah. Southeast. It's like the biggest radio network. Is there anybody network. like that? Is there is there a Yankee network like that in the north? That's the and largest uh, network in professional sports. Because people in Philly sports. don't want to hear New York games. Mm-mm. No. In Boston, and Mm-mm. it doesn't really exist in Milwaukee. It's like other teams are about a city, and we're about a region. We're about the South, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's why we got to keep a team out of Nashville, yeah. and we because that's Braves country. <laughs> I love that idea. Like I'm with Scott on that one. I know it sounds terrible. We're gonna keep a team from them. They but had the Nashville sounds. Uh, the sounds are fine, and they can drive down here if they want to see the Braves, that's and that's what it. I say. You know, maybe yeah, we'll do yeah. a game. Maybe we could do a game there once a year. The Music City Classic. Yeah, or something. I, I, just, I just wrote that. I just made that up. Just right there. I mean, look, my man is a we're on fire today. An idea there must machine. Be something in the air. Writing songs and and coming up with ideas for. For as you know, specialty ball games yeah. and things. Well, if they can play in the corn, they can play on Music Row. That's Did all you I'm see that game? The uh, the, oh, oh, the corn no, game. I didn't yeah. see the corn game. They, they filled the dreams game. Yeah. yeah, I did not see that. Oh, Who the, was in that? Kevin Costner was there throughout the first pitch, I believe. Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah. And the well, Yankees played the good. White Sox. That's right. White oh, Sox really? won. It was a real game. When yeah. was that? So it was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was an official game. And so really? they built a stadium, uh, kind of. Uh, I, I'm just gonna, it's a permanent structure now, but it's right next to the field of Dreams Field where the movie was filmed. And so the corn is the backdrop and people hitting, you know, home runs into the I mean, it was amazing. It was really remarkable. That is awesome. If, it was so when, cool. When they invite the Braves to play, we're all going to go. Let's go, We need Kevin. to. Absolutely. Road trip up there to, to you, Iowa. Yeah, we or can, out there. maybe Kevin could book a show up there. And we can Heck all, yeah. Uh, we can all just jump in the van. Sing baseball songs. Yeah, I'll, we'll get Steve Wynn and, the, and Scott The baseball McCoy project, and, yeah. And uh, and Mike Mills, and we'll go up there and... I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, it seems... Uh, like, I have a 15-passenger van. <laughs> There's plenty of room. It's only 15 years old. It <laughs> can still make it. Seriously, hopefully. I mean, we got we got to get the oil changed, tires rotated thing. <laughs> Always. Hey, take that oil change seriously. I know. Hey, you know, that thing will last forever if you get your oil changed. That's exactly through, right. You know, premium gas. You know, there's a... There's, <laughs> that's right. Do you use premium gas? Because I don't. I, I always think it's such a scam. Well, you know, I had I had a van and I used premium gas in it, and it lasted all the time. And I got when I got my report card from the guy when he took the head gaskets off, he's like, "Wow, clean as a whistle really in here, clean engine." Okay, all right. I was like, "Okay, okay." So that maybe I've, I've my conspiracy theory about the gas is, might not make not might not make a difference. Though. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, at least it did in that in that instance. Well, it's you know it's usually a ten cent difference. So if you right. have thirty tanks, thirty. I mean, not that I'm Mister Rockefeller over here, but yeah. if it's a ten cent difference and you have a thirty if you have a thirty gallon tank, it's three dollars yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's a good point, and and uh, maybe I'm getting I'm skimping on wise. It's not yeah, that much. I'm skimping on the wrong things. Now, if it's seven dollars, yeah, versus two dollars, yeah, that's no, a big deal. I ain't getting premium gas. Yeah, right. No, I understand. No, I mean, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use better I'm gonna use better gas. I'm gonna go to the middle grade. Okay, so it's just compromise because that's what I like grade to is do. What I do now. That's how I like to compromise. Because it's a it's a blend of the old thing and the new ones. You know what? Um, we should do another song. 
Do you want me if, to do if a you, if you will, one? if you will, we'd love it. Yeah, sure. I could. I, what kind of song? Well, I don't know if you could top that last song. I mean, that I was can't. amazing. I'm, that's the best song I ever wrote. <laughs> it really is. Bottom of the ninth, dude. It was so good. I was, was really blown one. away. But I should could. we? I mean, we could. I know Tug. Uh, you know, he went to that concert back in the day, and he's watched you a lot. I know he's a big fan. Maybe we should let him make a request. I don't know. I'm just saying, Kevin. What do you think? So I. Uh, I can do a request. Um, you know, straight to hell is a little bit uh, might be a little risque for yeah. Braves so, Country but Radio. talk about that before you play a song. Talk about that because uh, you, you you there's you know there's songs that, that you've written and played over the years, and and me being a faithful guy, yeah. you reference Jesus in in a lot of music, uh-huh. and and straight to hell is kind of like a, a tongue in cheek song, but it, it's turned into kind of a party anthem, so it sounds risque. Is it? It's not meant to be though. It's a. It's actually not. It's about. It's about. Uh, well, it it references it was it, it was written in the time of latchkey kids, and my sister at the time was a bit of a latchkey kid. My parents had broken up after all four of us. We had, there were five kids, and so it was kind of about my mom dating and her kind of trying to date at at the same time. There's a little bit of that in there, uh, but there's also a little bit of a Romeo and Juliet. It's really kind of yeah. a song about Romeo and Juliet. It's kind of was my. It was a very influential movie on me for some reason i think we they, they drove us to a theater to make us watch it in like the ninth grade mm-hmm. it was a big deal and then they they, they the nuns would like blur like the parts where she was topless or whatever <laughs> right, you know right right like they're, they're like random projector they would like blur it it was awesome um well it doesn't sound awesome because i would have been like hey what are you doing don't well, do that you know the fact that we got to go we knew it yeah, was back there of course yeah you know yeah um you know, uh, so that's uh, kind of yeah. So it was kind of it's kind of a beautiful song about just you know a, a, trying to make a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the the difference that of of the things you have to fight with. Just you know every you know uh, it was about you know basically about a girl who's just trying to you know or a boy trying to find their way in that weird. Confusing time. teenage time, but it has nothing. You know, it was when I actually first wrote it. It was about. It was like that. It was like. It was like. I woke up and I kicked that dog <laughs> off of my bed. <laughs> I was still drunk. The morning came. The morning gone. That's awesome. That's what it was. That was how it was originally written. For real. That's, that's country gold, right? That there. is. I guess maybe I should do that over again. <laughs> should yeah. But then the producer I had, he goes, "That's a really good song. You should write. You should. It deserves better." Okay. You know how producers were like are like directors. They're like yeah. And they can see the the bigger picture. I guess he could because he kind of was like, "You should write better words to that. That's kind of silly." Yeah. And so I I kind of came up. And then I came up with that Romeo and Juliet kind of right. idea about. And then how they're, you know, they're 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 being told they're going straight to hell, but they're mm-hmm. just trying to be with each other. Yeah, it's and that song means so much to so many people that I can't imagine what that's like just I to write that, something like that. that. It, in general, the people do. You see people holding hands and, oh, yeah. and dancing to it. Yeah, for sure. Know? And uh, yeah, and then when you know, and and, and Darius Rucker covered it with yeah, like with Luke Bryan, the biggest bro country and stars Aldine, in the world. Yeah, and, Aldine was yeah. on it. And uh, but then you know, things changed pretty quickly overnight when they Jason did his 
it's a crazy story. But yeah, they were going to debut it at the Country Music Awards. It was going to be the opening song. Uh-huh. And they had rehearsed it. And so Jason Aldean was out there in, in Vegas. And he did that show. And then that guy, oh, the, the week really? before, they shot. So they... They dropped the straight to hell, and they added. They opened up with a Hootie song. Okay, Darius, yeah. Darius and all those guys. Yeah, it was were, just it was just gonna, the timing. You were straight to hell. Yeah, and then it was like yeah, the timing. Really, yeah, it was like oh, that's kind of a dark. Yeah, but it's not a dark song. But no, it of course, a dark but just chorus. yeah, of course. I mean, I have sung it at funerals. Yeah, I, I, my friend Alan Woody died from the Almond Brothers, and we did a show with the Almond Brothers and Black Crows up at the. Up at the uh, ballroom up in New York, Roseland Ballroom, and Warren's like, "Man, can you, can you do straight to hell for Woody?" I'm like, "His dad's here." He's like, "No, he he wants to hear it." It's like, "Wow, okay. all right, yeah." <laughs> it's hard to return down the request. You. Yeah, man, that's oh. so interesting. It's a fascinating story. It's a really it's a, it's it's had a you know the 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 history of it is just crazy. It wasn't a hit. Yeah, '96 Rock start playing it. After Fly Me Courageous, actually, uh-huh. it was actually didn't become something until after until after Fly Me, kind of. It wow, was a really weird. It has. I had no idea. It has a story of its own. It's just, and then 90, that was back when, when ninety six Rock played a song. Everybody, everybody, it was, it was like the Braves Network. Yeah, it was like everybody. Ninety six Rock's played it. It was oh yeah, then we'll play it too. Yeah. So then they everyone started playing it. That's so cool. And I never, it's never been a hit. I've never, yeah. you know. Well, but it is. It, it is, is a hit. It is a hit, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, just but just because some billboard chart didn't didn't say it doesn't mean it did, yeah, that that's the case. I don't, I don't think it ever made it onto. I think Darius it might have come up on it like forty nine or something yeah. for a week or something like that. What is billboard? Yeah, yeah it's it's not a fluffed up kind of a hit, but it's it's ingrained. It's a hit. But like, that's what I mean. Yeah, in the South, yeah. like if you were if you were if you came up in the nineties or the, you know the early nineties. You know that song by heart, and when it comes on, you rush to the dance floor and you pop a beer and all yeah. that kind of thing. It's as, like a big deal. As I told you, my wife's not from here. She's from New York, and she knows every word to that song. <laughs> yeah. It, it's that It's that powerful, I'm, I'm I believe. I'm so honored and I'm blessed that it happened, that it, that I, it's something so, it, that people will can gather around and be. I mean, I hated it for a while. Um, you know, I, I, I was so sick of it because it was like, does anybody want to hear anything but that? You know? Right. So, I mean, uh, but I think that probably comes with just being an artist and, and having a song that everybody yeah, knows, right? I it's guess it's a great problem to have. Yeah. I felt like a jerk thinking like that, you know. So, I did try to do a reggae version of it once in uh, Baton uh, Rouge, which kind of went to be a disaster. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> just like my mama said, yeah, I'm going. And, uh, yeah, after the show, a very large football player pulled me into the alley and threatened my life and said, you get up there, you play it right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy smokes, are you yeah. serious? That's crazy. I'm serious. I, that, I can't imagine somebody being that it upset about like it. He he messed with very what, upset. It's like you messed with his Southern National Anthem or He's something. Very yeah. <laughs> There's another song that, well, so I love the entire album Smoke. I can listen to it from beginning to end. It's my really? favorite. I love it. Yeah, I love really? it. Really? You and Stephen King. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. How about that? Wait, wh- how did you find that out? His uh, his publisher, uh, one of the people that worked at Island Records was in some sort of science fiction something with him. Mm-hmm. He said, Stephen loves your record. Oh, wow. So that's what I was told. But I heard he does write to like hard rock, like Stephen okay. King writes to pretty hard rock, 
And that kind of makes sense. And uh, yeah, that's a record. If anybody gets it on iTunes, it's a live nervous breakdown. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I love uh, Patriot Lady Beautiful, uh, the drums. Really? In that song, I can listen to that song anytime. Now, that's any- a Southern National Anthem. Oh, right I there. know. Patriot Lady Beautiful. Oh, my God. I love it. I think you're about to get some. If you want to take this day from me. Wow. I'll have to learn that for you next time. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but I mean, it's it, that's one of those songs that I was just like, oh my gosh. The I'm telling you, the drums in that song, married with the guitar and the and the and the vocal, I, it just it gives me cold chills. Yeah, I it was love recorded it. Just a mile from here. At really? The, uh, Windy Hill Road. Oh Tri-Cop wow. Studios. Yeah. Holy smokes. You yeah. know what I loved about Smoke and still do is that you put it on in the car and you can get from Atlanta to Athens in 15 minutes. (laughs) 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 No, it's so good. Well, wow. Yeah. I, I, and we were listening to that, that record last night at dinner. We just put it on and for dinner with during dinner and dinner. Yelling at each other. No, (laughs) I didn't even realize it was an angry record. Well, I mean, it has some great, you know, with besides Patriot Lady Beautiful, there's also uh, when you come back, which is a great song. Oh my gosh. When you come come back, back. I can play that one. That'd be kind of cool. Would you like to hear that one? Yeah, of course. I'll play that one. That's I like that one. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a little bit of the, you know, a little bit of my, you know, you know, uh, it's kind of like my uh, subversive uh, Christian upbringing sneak through these characters. You know, it's if it's not about Jesus or America, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I hide that in a lot of my stuff. You know, just being ingrained as a practicing uh, Catholic for so many years. You right. Know? Um, uh, but yeah, this is a uh, uh, this was in the uh, California soundtrack, but you can't hear it. Why? The movie movie California. California. It's It's in the scene when they're they're in a diner and it plays on the jukebox. Is that the one? Is it like a? Who is it? Uh, Duchovny is in that movie. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, also, uh, Lewis. uh, What's her name? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt Pitt and Jenny Lewis or whatever. Juliet. Juliet Lewis. Yeah. So it was in that movie, but I can't find it. Oh, right. Everyone tells me that scene, and I've watched it ten times. I'm like, I can't hear. It's it's on the soundtrack though. That's all that counts. That's super cool. That's super cool. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, right when you're a kid and you're watching TV and you see things go by, it's like when you see something go by with your name on you, you're kind of like, holy smokes. That's cool. And and I'm kind of a credits nerd. My wife, it irritates her a lot of times. <clears throat> Pardon me. It irritates her because I want to wait till the movie's over so I can watch all the credits. Like I, Oh, sure. I just look for, I don't, and I don't know, specifically the soundtrack, but I love f- figuring out where it was filmed. Right. You know, just in all the credits where they're like, I want to thank the right. city of this and right. and these people. I'm just fascinated by yeah. it. Yeah. So. Dennis Hetcherson, key grip, again. Yes, right. right yeah, exactly. Yeah. I knew it was. I knew it was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sean Gray, prop master. <laughs> that's yes. Right. That's right. Nailing it. Yeah, see, like, I don't know that I, for the, for the record, I, I don't know that I ever pay attention to the key grip or, or the prop master, but it's always the where it's filmed and, and, the, and yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah, it is but, but my wife is so annoyed because she's like, can we just leave? And I'm like, no, 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 not yet. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Well, then if you stick around, they now they suckered you in, they, they put a little bone. Bonus if it's a comedy. That's exactly right. A little bonus, an extra scene with Will Ferrell or yeah, especially like the the Disney movies, like the cartoons. They always have the extras. Yes, they do. Like the Toy Stories and all those. Yeah. 
So anyway, I don't mean to cut you off. It's just, it's, oh, I, love I love the song. I love my Disney Plus because I could fast forward through all the chase scenes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think growing up with my children, growing up watching cartoons, I just wish I could have fast forward. They're great, always great. Little Mermaid, they're always great. But, you know, they always got some chase scene that lasts 20 minutes. It's like, right. I'm all, you almost got it. You almost catch me in. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. No. Yeah. no, you're you not. It's, it's filler. It's yeah, filler. Right. Sorry, we can edit that part out. No way. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so this is uh, from Smoke, a very aggressive record. And uh, then uh, and my, uh, and uh, this is one of the songs off of it. John way back in my closet, son. Put on my shoes for a while. But don't just stand there. Don't just stand there. You gotta put them on and walk the entire mile. Or come with me through my window. Show me the way. The end of my rope When you come back Next time you gotta stay When you come back Next time You gotta stay So good Yes We're getting an awesome concert here So true it, like it, and it like makes me want to go home and listen to the record again. Like Whiskey Soul Woman pops out to me because I love that song. <laughs> Whis- and, I can't believe you know that song. That's amazing. I love Whiskey Soul. Whiskey Soul. I, I can't remember how that one even goes. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I've sang to that song a bazillion times. Oh, that's just, so awesome. For a, for a country DJ, you're quite a rocker. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, so I grew up on gospel and country, mainly country, but the, definitely a gospel influence in there. But but I found rock and roll on my own because I it, my parents didn't listen to it, so it was like something different. And, yeah. and I remember the kids at school, they'd be like, hey, you listen to country, you know, growing up in northwest Georgia. And I'm like, I thought everybody listened to country. I didn't know I was supposed to. <laughs> you know, so then I yeah. ventured out and I found rock on my own and, and have I love, love, love everything from Gosh, you know Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. And, That's so interesting. Uh, and and I love ever to Bon Jovi and my my first ever concert ever. Well, I was thirteen. Get this, I was thirteen years old. For my birthday, um, I wanted to go to the Motley Crue concert, and, uh-huh. and my mom and dad were like, "I don't know if that's a good idea," you know, you know. <laughs> 
And uh, and so they finally gave in and they bought tickets and I was going to go with a group of friends. Well, they had some sort of falling out and didn't go. And my mom and dad were like, well, do you still want to go? And I was like, of course I do. And they took me to the UTC Arena in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and dropped me off my 13-year-old self with my one Motley Crew ticket. They went Aww. to the Olive Garden, and I walked in by myself. That's awesome. Like, 20, you know, 15,000 so 15, people and, and me by myself at 13, and them at the Olive Garden having all-you-can-eat soup and salad. And did you steal the poster at that show, too? No, uh-uh, I was too scared. I didn't know. I, I just thought it was the greatest. It was yeah. one of those moments where I thought it was the greatest and the most terrifying thing at the same time because yeah. I didn't know what was going to happened i'd never been to a concert and i went by myself and there were you know i mean it was motley Crue, so they're doing girls 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 and there's people you know women flashing the camera and i was like right. this is the greatest day of my life <laughs> yeah you know and it was just I the funniest so. thing i'd ever and when i tell that people are like your parents took you to motley Crue at 13 and <laughs> dropped you off by yourself <laughs> yes they did it was it was so incredible it was one of those well that's just good parenting my parents, my my uh my first concert that I my first rock concert I went to was um the uh, um Rolling Stones. Oh wow! I wanted to go see the Rolling Stones so bad. It was ten dollars for general mission tickets, and the, it was all general mission. Mm-hmm. It was the Rolling Stones and the Eagles, this new band called the Eagles with Joe Walsh. <laughs> Holy cow! With Joe Walsh, who I really wanted to see because he was from uh um uh uh, uh he's from California, right? No, he's uh, he was in that. Uh, I'm having a mind blink. I'm getting old. Uh, I can't remember his big rock band from Ohio. Uh, oh, okay. I can't remember, but anyway, um, why am I having a mind? Well, so, you, so you wanted, like, to, yeah. You but anyway, to... I'm like, oh, it's Joe Walsh at opening for the Rolling Stones. Ten dollars. My mom was not really keen on it, but then she picked me up from school in her AMC Rebel station wagon, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> It's like, Angie, <laughs> you're so beautiful. It's this beautiful song. I was like, yeah. Mom, that's the Rolling Stones. She said, okay. All right. And she gave in. She gave me a $10. Yeah. And went up to the Team Electronics store, and I bought an actual ticket. Yeah, hard copy. glitter on it. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's funny. And your mom your mom <laughs> knew the song. My mom and dad were like, they sure cuss a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they're dropping, how you feeling, yeah. Chatta Effinuga? You know, that was it's, how they opened it up. It's, it's funny that we grew up in total... Mere images because I grew up with Sabbath and mm-hmm. uh, the Rolling Stones and the Ramones and punk rock, and then I moved down south and the Indigo Girls Who turned me on to Hank Williams. Who were incredible! <laughs> My well, gosh! First time I ever saw the Indigo Girls was at the was at and they're big baseball fans too um, at the neighbor's pub, and I had never seen anything. It was like they were like it was like the Everly Brothers, but girls. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow! Yeah, they're incredible. This is incredible. It's wow. a, it's another act. I've never seen anything like that. I'd seen all sorts of chainsaws and people <laughs> banging on pipes and yeah. all sorts of alternative things. Yeah. I'd never seen folk music like that. It was really it was a big night for me. I was like incredible wow, harmonies. What's going on here? Incredible yeah. harmonies. Man, they're so talented those girls. Goodness gracious. I want to ask you just because I know how much you love baseball. Scott told me you set up a TV during the World Series yes, on we stage. Did. Well, we well we booked a we booked a show, in uh, when this for the Smoke record came out and uh, our, it was going to be debuted on the Saturday. So, we did a show on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we did and we played album a night. We played the album. So the first night was Scarbert Smarter. Wasn't mm-hmm. that at the Roxy? And so, at the Roxy. Yeah. And uh, 
the first night was that, and then and then songs that were getting into that era. Then the second night, of course, and third night for that. It was booked months ago, months in the. But it was worse the first season. Yeah, no, so ninety one, nineteen ninety one. I didn't think postseason it would be uh, inter in a, in a, but um, it would be uh, you know intersecting with the Braves, going for the you know the pennant. Yeah, so, yeah it we, used to be safe to book stuff in my, October. Yeah, that's ba- right. My bass player Tim was like giving me updates, like like after every. You know, it was kind of distracting because I'm like you know finish the song like. <laughs> you come over like. Braves are up. That's right. Two to one. That's great. Justice just did a thirty. Okay. Let's go. And they're like, and they're like, cool. And then do another song. He's like, and then here comes Tim. Yeah, uh, Tim Bream's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, okay, everybody stop. Is there a TV here? Seriously. I, said, we, I stopped the show. I brought the TV. I said, let's all just watch the Braves. Seriously. This would be a nice group, group project. <laughs> it was the best, most memorable thing I'd ever done That's in so my cool. career. And, and people love it. And I was enjoying it. I was like, let's just have a beer and watch the Braves. And then we'll play more after. And then we'll play when it's over. I love that. And it was kind of before all the digital <laughs> stuff. So it's just like an old like, yeah, it's like rabbit ears TV yeah, came out. Yeah, and a big he, old heavy And one. he mic'd it with a, yeah. with, a, with a boom stand. And just yeah. and we watched it together. It was on an antenna TV. Yeah, yeah. there's no right. cable. No, it's so I awesome. Think people started doing the tomahawk chop and the. I'm audience, sure and it was great. I'm, yeah, it was a it was a great. Yeah, and you've played God Bless America for the Braves before. I did that once. Yes. Yeah, yeah it, which is, I mean, that's. I'm not. A, I'm, not a, I'm very. Uh, I mean, I can play. Uh, I, I, yeah, I've done many shows, but th- I was probably never more nervous than walking past like Bobby Cox. Leaning yeah, on, <laughs> leaning on. Like, yeah, leaning on his arm. I can't do this. Oh, you totally can. I can't do this. Yeah, he There's did an like, amazing job. The Braves, and then there was the Brewers and the other one. I was like, Are oh. you serious? Yeah, it was against the Brewers. Oh yeah. wow! I think Scott put that together. Did, yeah. did yeah, that we, on purpose? Yeah, we we. Yeah, well, Scott I made sure his together. favorite teams were playing when he came when we yes. agreed to have him come play the. And Bubblehead night America. was Brewers too. Yeah, Braves yeah. Bubblehead night was uh, here uh, a couple weeks ago. Was Brewers and Braves? Kevin, do you remember after you sang "God Bless America," we went down through the tunnel. They let us leave. They made a mistake of letting us into the back in the dugout <laughs> right. and into the tunnel. Right. And you remember what player was sitting there uh, when we came down there? I don't. Okay, it was it was Kelly Johnson. He had he oh. was down there in the radar room, like, and he was like, uh, "Great job," you know. Oh. I think Bobby Cox gave you a little pat on the back and yeah. all that. It was amazing. Oh my this gosh! Was my David Franklin version of uh, of. Uh, of uh, my friend David Franklin, he did a version of "God Bless America." That was like just, it was great, a little folk version of it. That's cool. It was. I've never been more nervous in my life. Well, it's just such an important song, and then and then you're in front of a lot of people. I mean, I yeah. can I can I can see that. A little There's bit. a line in there though that, that I'm, you know, seas of foam or something. I'm kind of yeah. like, hmm. Yeah. I mean, do I have to say that line? Like, in your seas of foam or something, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, something it about is, yeah. foam in there? Yeah, yeah. The, the ocean's I mean, white with foam. I think that's where I gave up. I mean, he should have spent a little more. I mean, I spent almost 30 minutes on this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. He could have used a producer. I think he spent 25 minutes because he could have, you know, roam, foam. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was a little uncomfortable singing. Where the buffaloes roam might have worked. The buffaloes roam, yeah. I don't know. I got to tell you, I think he did okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I love it. So... You got time for one more? I mean, I don't. Sure. It's totally you up want, to you. You want to hear some? It, it's 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 up. To, why don't you? Whatever you want. I mean, I I mean, I know you're working on new stuff. Well, I have I, new. I have. Uh, uh, I don't know. I have a. I don't know how. Uh, okay. Okay. I got a good one. Okay. I, I think I can figure this one out. Right. 
called What's Wrong With Being Happy. Think about your early love stages on the Wii. Think of all those simple songs took you far away. Baseball cards and popsicles, rock and roll TV. Hippie carefree dancing girls, I think I heard them sing. What's wrong with being happy? It's easy if you try. What's wrong with being happy? Did you ever wonder why? of all my best friends dancing in the gym circus summer in the basement I thought about the winds or strikes and unions Vietnam distant world away whirling dervish dancing girls I think I heard them sing what's wrong with me So good. So is that is that new? That is on the new record that came out two years ago. Oh, the new oh, record. Okay. Uh, well, it came out, and then we all had to sit still yeah, for a little while. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a new it's a newer song. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. No, it's I so mean, good it's, though. It's no bottom of the ninth. No. Well, no, nobody. Hot off the fresh. <laughs> Look. Yeah. I mean, that's that's tough to top. I mean, that's that's now probably three hours old. I mean, that's yes. a, this is a still in its infancy. Well, I left the house at 1, and I was finishing the last line at one one ten. Okay. So what time is it now? It is uh, 3.33. 3.30. not even three hours old. You see, that's a, yeah, I'm telling you. Bam. It's incredible. But what, that's a great song because it, it kind of encapsulates one of the greatest things that I've learned from Kevin over the years on tour with him about just being happy and and. And realizing that you're blessed and just uh, and having a good time. And one thing I wanted to bring up is that on the road with Kevin, he has a special day once a tour, at least or once a week. Once it's a called, week. It's called KK Fun Day, mm-hmm. and we just go ha- and we're just happy. We have fun. He pr- instead of everybody else kind of telling Kevin what we got to do or whatever, he tells us what we're going to do to have fun that day. I love it. And uh, a lot of time it revolves around stopping at, at special restaurants that Kevin has uh, mapped out. For lunch to start, you know, there'll always be an activity later. I want you. Would you yeah, tell us Papa Bucks about that? Yeah, pop. Yeah, tell us some of your that's favorite spots. Uh, there's sugars in uh, in Chattanooga. I kind of like oh. that for the view. Very yeah, nice. the the Rib Shack, Sugars Rib Shack, right? Sugars Rib Shack up there. Um, yeah, I have a you know. The, well, it's also a time to maybe go to Goodwill. Yeah, maybe play some baseball mm-hmm. or or um, take a walk. Stop and visit the world's largest ball of yarn. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, I, I am remiss in stopping at the Laurel and Hardy Museum, but I pass it a lot. Yeah. 
Headed up 85, some, right? I think it's off 20. Oh, is, oh yeah, that's Someone right. Past You're Madison, correct. I think. Yes, that's a, correct. I remember we went to the Hank Williams Boyhood Home we uh, Museum. Boyhood Home. Is that sure. Montgomery? Uh, it's down south in Georgiana, Alabama. We had okay. a, our most recent KK Fun Day was in Buffalo to watch the Buffalo Bisons uh-huh. and uh, their minor league team, and that was really special. Uh, they had um, a race, like a like the tool like race. We have the tool race. They had a uh, they had the buffalo chicken wing, the celery, and the blue cheese tub. Of course, and it only makes racing. sense. I have it on film. I'm not sure who won, but there are some hijinks there. I think the yeah. celery tripped the wing, and, yeah. and the blue cheese won. It seems that I'm not sure. Blue cheese always wins. The play by play. It seems that uh, there's always hijinks in those races. Have yeah. you ever noticed that? There's a theme. Yeah. You know, like even at, in, in Nationals Park, and I try not to talk about the Nationals because I'm not a fan, but. You know, the president's race. They'll do the big president's oh, they, head, and then they push each other over. You know, like it. Abraham Lincoln's trying to, you know, right. trip George Washington or something. Right. It's, and it's, minor leagues have really – they've really gone – they really – that's a big part of the game. Yeah, it's the entertainment. Part of, you know, I'm, I was living in Brooklyn for about 13 years before I moved back to Atlanta, and I used to love to go see the Cyclones, the Brooklyn Cyclones, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, – I don't know what what their team what their things were though, but yeah, I think they're independent kind of. Like- yeah, independent, yeah, independent, uh, independent minor league baseball to me is terrific. Re- it's yeah, it's a really great way to you know because it's the teams are constantly changing. Yeah, because you know the better your players get, yeah, they're, they're gone. They're moving up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, but you fall in love with bad news. You fall in love with the like the team logos and you you follow the team like like there's a great one in Macon, Georgia, the Macon Bacon. Oh yeah, and the and the Savannah Bananas. Oh, Savannah Bananas are <laughs> so we, huge. We gotta go. They see. are way out of the box on their promotions down there. We've got to go check it we out. Yeah, check it. Who's are they? What team are they? I think with? they're independent I think as well. They're also independent. Oh, yeah. independent meaning. Not affiliated. not affiliated with a major league team. Oh, so. really? Yeah, it's super I didn't cool. Know that. Yeah, I didn't know so that. we can go out. For, we can go try out for the team. That means that's right. You, they might need a catcher, Kevin. Do you, you never know. Need a sixty-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, I think so. What can I do? I mean, something. Well, they might need a folk singer to sing the the the, the bottom of the ninth song right and, right before the ninth. Right. Or a stadium oh, no, announcer. That might be. A, but that might be a gig with the In Braves. The bottom of the ninth. Yeah. There you go. There's See, it seems like we're Don't coming give up. up hope. Uh, never Don't give up hope. Never give up hope. Quickly, baseball. Is, was it a, a KK Fun Day that you guys wrote a song together? Well, We've written yeah. a couple songs together. Yeah. Was it, it real? Was it, I mean, what, anytime Kevin Kenny asked you to write a song. Back Roads and Rainy Days? Or? Back Roads and Rainy Days that was, was a, a great one. one. Yeah. We wrote that with, uh, with Alan Jackson that being in mind. too much of a fun day because we were driving through torrential rain hydroplaning off the highway, but it did come up with a good song. And and it, and you're right because you told me about it sounding something like Alan Jackson. So I went and looked it up last night and oh, yeah. listened to it. Oh, and cool. you can hear it in the in the beginning yeah. intro of the drums. Right, it almost kind of has a Chattahoochee vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That was so good. I couldn't believe that he told me. I was like, "Are you serious? You guys wrote a song? Yeah. That's cool." When I do it, when I when I do it live, I go, "I wrote this song for Alan Jackson." <laughs> People go, woo! I, oh, I, I never actually said it to him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> maybe Tug, maybe Tug can help with that. Tug, Seriously, I, do you got to help I us get there? Right I, like, I could, I, I know his, I know his label rep. Yeah, so let's, I mean, let's we get could, it to him. We could send it over to him for sure, if if nothing else. But that's cool. That you guys, yeah. uh, on KK Fun Day, wrote a song. Yeah, we also wrote a song called "Out Here in the Middle of Nowhere." That was a good one. Okay, oh, yeah, that worked on that one together. Out here in the middle of nowhere. And I'm that's sure a that Scott was going to have some notes in a third verse. Uh, ideas for the uh, bottom of the ninth song. Oh yeah, I'll give you my rewrite later. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Wow. He's already examined it all. 
Like hey, I just accept it as you know as as is. Like it is. I know. It's ready to ship. Thank you and thank you for that. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that there needed to be a rewrite. Thank you for that. Yeah, well, how no. am I supposed to get any credit if I don't get yeah. involved there? Write, write a word, get a third is what I heard. Yeah, that's really? Right. That's what I heard. Uh, half, oh, hey, you're fired as my agent. It's half. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I think it was Brantley Gilbert, the country singer, um, or no, Colt Ford. Actually, I think maybe told me write a word, get a third. Really? Yeah. Well, um, Edwin McCain wrote a song for Miley Cyrus before she was. Oh wait, what was she called? Hannah, Mon- Hannah Montana. Oh, it was, no, it was my. It was a Miley Cyrus movie, and I have this song called "Last Song of Maddie Hope." And so he called the song "Last Song of Something." I don't know what it was. So he said, "I gave you credit for that one. For I gave you a, a percentage just because right. I used." I was like, "We well, didn't need to do that." But, but that's that's a good man, um, right there. I don't there. think anybody saw the movie. It was something she filmed in Savannah. And every so often, I get a publishing check for like twelve cents. <laughs> it cost them more to mail it to you. It's costing them more to send me. The and you're like, yeah, well, just save it. Hey, yeah. put it in that Dippin' Dots account. That's right. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Seriously, those things are ten dollars. Yeah, are I mean, they now? Yeah, wow. no, nah, I think probably six, but still, no, it's, it's ten. Is it ten really? Yeah, yeah it's up to ten. Oh wow! Me. All right. All right. Is is there anything else? What is there anything that we should have talked about that we didn't? Because I feel like we covered everything. I think we covered a lot. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is there is there anything that you're working on now? I mean, anything br- like that yeah. When's the other, other than you know, bottom of the ninth? I have a new a record that I just finished with David Barbie. The oh, the one you're talking about the beginning. One stratomatic, uh, baseball, baseball player, baseball <laughs> player in the world. He's also a little league coach and a wiffle ball champion. Uh, and uh, knows a lot of um, a lot about everybody. Uh. Yeah, who was on the 1934, uh, whatever. Yeah, just any, yeah, he just is like an encyclopedia. So I made a record with him. That's cool. Do I could, I, you want to hear a sample of Sure, I have something to Yeah. This is a song that I wrote, that I recorded during our last pandemic, but I wrote it before the pandemic. So okay. I don't know, but it goes, uh, This world with this kind and mild embrace We all, we all just stayed in place And we thought, we thought we got to think In this call, call to arms again Stop, look, listen, think Stop, look, listen, think Stop, look, listen, think Think about it So that's like that. I There's love three it. three more verses like that. All right, no, but Think about it. It's called Think About it. It's called It's just about like stop Like baseball Stop Just yeah. I'm going to text you back Just right. stop Let yeah. me think about it. People are so constantly like What do you think? Right. What do you think? You don't what have time do? to think about it. it. You're trying to give an answer before you've even clearly thought when about people it. People write me an email. I treat it like a, re- a letter. I wait. I think about what I'm right. I write it in my notes. Then when I think I, it's time to send it, I send it, and then I think about it. And go okay. Would whatever. You s- I just try to take a minute and think about it. You know. I love that. I love that. And, and I the wish the whole record is based on that. I wish that more idea. people in the world would do that. I, I think there's a great point of view and a, and a great way of 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 handling everything that comes into you know. Just take a take a second, take a breath, take a breath. I want to ask you the final thought. 
I every time I listen to music that you've been a part of, I always see a glimmer of hope. Okay. Yeah. Is is that is that intentional? Is that just by chance? Or am I missing the ball and I don't get it? Good question. Um, the first real song that I ever wrote with words that I liked was a song called Scarred But Smarter. And it was about me learning from my things and wanting to be better. I also decided that when I wrote that song that I think I'm going to start writing a lot of songs that I can sing and remind myself of how lucky I am and where I am and how to get myself through it. That's what I tell when I sing. It's people should write. You should write a song, doesn't it? If just for you and your dog, I would love to. You and your dog, you should just make yourself feel better. Yeah. So I try to write and sing just about every song I write is to encourage me to stay on the path that I am, Mm -hmm. to be a better person, to be open-minded, to weave in and out of whatever it is that I have. But it is very always optimistic. I can hear that. A good editorial I learned in journalism school. I, I started the long, one of the longest. I co-founded with my friend Dave Larson one of the longest-running underground magazines in, in the Midwest called the Shepherd Express. Me and Dave started a magazine called the Express in the 1979. And, um, and so I took journalism classes and things like that. But one of the things they teach you about an editorial is to come up with, lay out the, the problem, and then at the end, try to offer some sort of optimistic solution that you think, you know, an op- a true editorial should be, an opinion piece should be, have a resolution like, you know, the the potholes or whatever it is, when, whatever it is. So I try to leave every song at the end with a bit of hope. Mm-hmm. I can hear What's it. What's wrong with being happy? Yeah, no. I, something and, like that. Right, and and I, I always see it. It's not something I usually think to myself, but what's wrong with being happy? And especially these days when there's so much, we're all on a precipice of rage for some reason. We've all been sheltered and- Pent up. And pent up a little bit, and we're all ready to kind of like just let off and tell people what it is that we're thinking. So um, I have to remind myself- no, I think we all to do. To be happy and, you know, uh, you get addicted to drama sometimes, and I, I try to avoid that. Yeah. I try to avoid that. And it's understandable. You know, um, I said it was going to be the last thing. One more thing. Honeysuckle Blue, the, 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 the thing that the line that I love the most, and, because, and it, it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up because I love the state of Georgia so much. It's home to me. And, it, and the line that says, have you ever seen the Blue Ridge Mountains, boy? Yeah. I mean, the Chattahoochee, and I was. At the, I remember the first time I heard it, I was so struck by that line. I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes, I have." As a matter of fact, yeah. And and so the, I, I I always wait, like when I'm listening to that song, which is relatively often, I I wait for that moment just so I can just so I can say, "Yeah, I have," well, and I love it, you know. And it's my I love it. Well, that song was written in New York City. I was making a record called Whisper Tames the Lion, and there was a kid that was always on this in front of this grocery store every day. And it wasn't like a, wasn't I don't know what he was. There was a lot of homeless kids in New York at the time, and they would, they were in this old hotel, and they would like live there. It was they were squatting, and so there was they would spill out on the streets at night. And um, he was sitting there with a Folgers can, and he wasn't really where a lot of people were walking. He was kind of around the corner, and he was just crying, and he was sitting there. You could just tell he was like. I just was like, I wish I could, I wish that in your dire straits you could at least be somewhere 
beautiful or with some sort of hope. So mm-hmm. I had my plane ticket in my pocket. So I was thinking about, you know, I should put my plane ticket in there yeah. before you could you could just get on yeah. a plane if you had yeah. a ticket. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, a lot of songwriting for me is you, you see the beauty when you're not in the beauty. So I write a lot about Milwaukee now that I'm not in Milwaukee, Midwestern blues and things like that. I mm-hmm. write about I'm writing more about New York now that I moved out of New York. I'm back in Atlanta. When I was when in New York, I wrote a lot about Georgia because I could I could I could see it better from mm-hmm. far away. So. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. So the sense. Blue Ridge Mountains and the Chattahoochee is like just it's you know I I used to love Helen, Georgia. Oh just, my gosh, so do I. Yeah, just love I love Georgia. I love everything about all this. It's just you know uh, from Savannah to. To, to chat up to Ringgold and oh and where where George Cartersville yeah and, and all that stuff man it's just a really it's such a rich place uh, a lot of great a lot of great people you got the mountains you got the ocean you got the swamp you got everything here you got the plateau you got the plains we could be yeah. our own country well you totally good because we got it all Uh-oh. but it, so maybe we shouldn't but. <laughs> I like America fine. No, but but it, it's uh, it's funny you bring up Ringgold because that's where Dolly Parton got married and and George Jones also got married at the little bitty courthouse in Ringgold, Georgia. Are you kidding it's me? It's so funny that you brought up Ringgold because I'm interested. I'm, I'm we from there. We just did a really nice fundraiser up there for a handicapped uh, playground with our good friend Ken Poston. That's you know, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Kevin, thank you so much. Man, thanks for having me. I was I'm honored to be here. Oh my gosh, nice well, to meet you again. I think I've met you before. Yes, though. sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's just uh, it's a pleasure to be able to talk to you and and pick your brain and 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 hear those those stories about the things that so many people know and love, you know, and 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 how you've touched so many lives. And 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 I just wanted to tell you that you're always welcome and and. You know, you're part of the Braves country family, if you will. You know, and, and but you're, you you're, made the team. You made yeah. the team. That's right. That's right. We're not we're not the maroon. What is it? The maroon something. The maroons and the golds. That's right. We're not we're not the maroons or the golds. No, but, uh, he's been called up to the bigs. Now. That's right. Exactly. Called to the bigs. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about Anytime it. Anytime you want to come around, we'd love to have you come in again and, and hang out with us. Especially maybe right. when the new record's out. Yeah. When the new record's out, yeah. That'd be super cool. Thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks for having God me. God bless you. Congratulations on your awesome show. Thank you. Thank you, man. You made it awesome You're listening today. to Braves Country. Let's go. Do you feel like playing us out with a little bit of Honeysuckle Blue since he loves it so much? I mean, oh, well, it would look, be kind of neat. I could just do the quick one. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, cool, man. They can fade after this one. Yeah. Fade me out. There you go. Fade to black. Kevin Kinney on the Braves Country Podcast on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. Maybe there's some credits you could roll. Yeah, right, or something. <laughs> Feel the southern breezes and the southern winds Blowing down around this corner of man Degostino's late last night I saw a boy 15 on the road Nothing in his pockets, hands in the sky, and nowhere else to roam. Can you see it? Oh, believe it, it's in the corner, man, where we've never been. Come with me, I'll show you where the dogwood's bloom is true. Lost and found and lost again to the honeysuckle blue. Ba-ba-bo. seen the Blue Ridge Mountains or the Chattahoochee. Yes, sir. And I love them. I love them. That was awesome.
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was so awesome. Man, great job. Thank you, Kevin, so much. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, man. This episode of Braves Country was sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Thepodcastpark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com. Presented by Associated Credit Union. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.